Good morning. You know that I have been working my way through Exodus and Moses uh, leading the children of Israel um, out um, into their promised land. And I mean, we talked about the anxiety that Moses must have had in between the plagues and how we need to cast our cares on the Lord. And we talked about uh, the battle with the Amalekites and Moses lifting his hands up in the air, but needing his friends to hold his hands up for him. And over the weekend, I was talking with my mom about... how living by faith and walking by faith, it's, it's not a, a, um, one time sort of struggle, one time battle. It's, um, it's a continuous, um, asking, seeking and knocking process. It's a continuous believing process process, believing that God is who he says he is, believing that his promise is sure, believing that his word is truth. And you know that I believe by faith that when we ask Jesus to be our Lord and our King, he never, ever, 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 ever lets us go. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And yet, He says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. As I was thinking about what my mom and I were talking about, and I always think of the book of James when I think of my mom, and isn't it interesting that God was laying the book of James already on my heart before I talked to my mom about this continuing struggle. And what is it that you wrestle with? Is it fear? Is it um, uh, distraction? Is it, uh, you know, direction? Do, Do you struggle with eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that believes? What is it that you struggle with? Do you struggle with um, identity? Do you struggle with feeling rejection? Do you struggle with offense? I struggle with all of them. So I'm just picking from the plethora that I have in my life to offer you um, the opportunity of, do you struggle with this? It's okay. God has you. Jesus has you. This walk that we walk by faith, we don't do it on our own. In fact, he goes before us. He goes behind us. He hems us in on each side. You know, my mom painted some paintings for me, and in both of the paintings, um, Jesus is there with a little child, and he would never lead us to a place where he will not guide us through. Even though he was in the storm with the disciples, um, they were not alone. Yeah, there was a storm. They were not alone. Even though some of the adventures that he takes us on seem like, what? 
but he doesn't throw us in a red balloon and send us off on our own. No, he jumps in with us and the wind is in our face and we can laugh with him through any journey and any storm because he's with us. He's with us and the point of these trials and struggles that we walk through is not to beat us down. It's to remind us and assure us that he is faithful. Every single time we go through a battle, every single time the evil one would want to um, discourage us is an opportunity to grow. And how does this weave in with the book of James? Well, because that's what I'm about to read to you. But And how does it weave into the book of Exodus where Moses is bringing the children of Israel out into their promised land? Because this, we watch the Ten Commandments and uh, my husband watches it every year. I can't make it through all four hours. I'm, I'm done for after the first hour. So I've seen the first hour again and again and again and again. But you know, Moses gets the people of Israel by the power of God through the Red Sea, roll credits, play the victorious, beautiful symphony of music in the background, the end. And they all live happily ever after. But that's not what we see in scripture. In scripture, they get through the Red Sea only to find out that the water was bitter. They needed to deal with it. How are we going to drink when the water's bitter? And then they move on a little further and there's no food. That, but God provides when the water's bitter. He sweetens it. God provides when there's no food. He sends manna and quail, which had a little kick in the butt at the end. But then they're wandering in the desert. It's the desert, yo. <laughs> no water. And he, God makes water come out of the rock. There's a war with the Amalekites. We talked about it last week. The terror of God himself. The people were terrified of God on the mountain. They wouldn't even go anywhere. Well, they were told not to go anywhere near, but they're like, hey, Mo, you go up the mountain. I'm going to stay right here. And then they make an idol. They make a golden calf. Then, then they're almost into the promised land and there's the fear of the giants in the land. I mean, it goes on and on from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And God in each trial, in each time, gave them the opportunity to bring him glory. He brought them through in order to bring glory to his name and to show himself faithful to them. And in the book of James, I found such conviction and encouragement um, when I read there in chapter one about trials and temptation. And so I want to close by reading chapter one, the better part of chapter one of the book of James. But I want to say to you, as you go into this week, as you start your day today, Remember that in this world, you will have trouble, but Jesus says, I have overcome the world. Remember that he is faithful. He will do it. All we have to do is like a child, take his hand and trust him. He goes before us. 
we are safe. We are hidden in him. We are, in fact, dining at the table he has prepared for us in the presence of our enemies, no matter what it looks like on the outside. And in James chapter 1, verse 2, consider it for joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive a crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Verse 16, don't be deceived. My dear brothers and sisters, every good and perfect gift is from the Father, is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits in all he created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word and does not do it is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've learned but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. As you go out this week, Remember, Jesus goes before you. He hems you in on either side, and he is your rear guard. He protects you from behind. You are his, and he loves you. It's going to be a great day.